Welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word, and I'm Roberta Foster. And today I am privileged to welcome Dorothy Logan to Author's Corner, and she has written a book called Black and White, an essay on critical theory, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. And she'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Let me tell you a little bit about Dorothy. She holds numerous graduate degrees in political science and has served as a professor, worship leader, performing musician, and organizational coach. So she's quite a varied woman. She has contributed to foreign policy analysis, congressional and court testimony, as well as books on foreign policy, leadership, and community impact. She's also founded an organization called Freedom Academy. And Dorothy, thank you so much for finding time to talk with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, one of the things that stands out to me right off the bat is that it's an essay on critical theory, yet most of us refer to it as critical race theory, I think. Um, Is that a correct assumption? Well, that's part of the impetus behind writing the, the book in the first place is because whenever you would talk, try to talk to someone about critical theory, they're like, oh, critical race theory. And in essence, we have to generalize the term to understand how race fits into okay. it instead of starting with critical race theory and moving backwards. That's what I try to do in the first part of this book. Okay, so explain to us what is critical theory then? So a lot of people will look at it as it's the cultural revolution, it's Marxism, it's the color revolution. You can look at Mao's China. A lot of people will look at, will address it in that way. Other people might say it's the pedagogical terminology or a legal theory of how to teach things or how to interpret things. Uh, other people will say it's Hegelian, which I also address in the first part of the book because it's not. It's a false dialectic. Um, critical theory is a, a false power dialectic that seeks to reverse the power structure as it is within the current society or, or system, as they, like to, as they like to use that word. The first part of the book kind of examines how that's laid out and what critical theory actually is. It's so difficult to do in just a soundbite, and that's all we've been given in mainstream media, mm-hmm. even in alternative media. They're just basically saying it's Marxism, it's Marxist, it's... And you can look at it. And But why? Why is it Marxist? How is it Marxist? And why is it not the way the people who are um, adhering and trying to push it, why is it not what they're saying it is? Mm. So that's what I try to deal with. Great. Great. So the other thing about inserting the word race into the critical theory is what is race? What's the real meaning or really no meaning behind the term when they say critical race theory? Right, because race, even in their own definitions, um, when and the official definitions from the Ann <laughs> Foundation, um, they they call it a social construct. It's not even a real thing. So why are we injecting it in in to every conversation? Where why are we rejecting it into equality and equity and even critical race? If why are we even including it in any definition if it's a social construct mm. that they're trying to convince us? doesn't exist because it's only a social construct, but then they keep reinforcing it over and over in the language that they use and in the arguments that they make. Well, the title of your book is Black and White, and so somehow that may cause people to think is this whole book is going to be talking about the differences of 
people races and that type of thing. But I don't think that's what you're trying to point out, black and white. No, it, it is it's to grab one's attention and to see if they'll pick up the book. But uh-huh. it is about black and white, meaning it's, it's just not the way everyone thinks about it. Um, other people might frame it as right versus wrong, good versus evil, but okay. I actually flip that on its head, meaning we've we don't belong to just one discrete group and then we have to agree with everything in that mm. in, in our group, okay. right? We are individuals unique and with different dreams and pursuits and talents and gifts and abilities. And we are, it's, I flipped that idea of that it is black and white on, on its head. Well, at the very beginning of your book, you say that former President Obama missed a golden opportunity regarding the whole issue of racial tension. Uh, So what didn't he do and how are things today? Well, one, I I do believe that once he was elected, people were hoping that he he had a historic opportunity. Here he is. He's a, a black man who's reached the highest position in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Leader of the free world. He's reached that destination. And he had an opportunity to talk to what they call the black community and ease the tensions bet- between the um, rest of society and the people who feel as mm-hmm. though they've been oppressed. He could have used that position for good, ameliorated all the tensions between the false dichotomy, this false um, construct where these two sides are against each other. Instead, he took that opportunity time after time to deepen that divide, to point out the differences and to engage in with, with organizations and um, groups and people and the media in such a way as to deepen that divide. And I, I, I really was hoping, even at the time, like, okay, this, this is an opportunity. Let's see what happens. However, and this, mm-hmm. he also said he wanted to tra- fundamentally transform <laughs> America, and that actually is brought, brought about um, through this division. And so, it, I think that I see people kind of waking up to what is happening, and I hope they really are. But the reality is, it doesn't take very many people to continue the destruction and the overturning mm-hmm. uh, the destruction of our system, the destruction of the Constitution. It doesn't take very many people to engage in that process for it to be successful. Right. Well, we have more to talk about with Dorothy Logan regarding her book, Black and White, an essay on critical theory, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. And you're listening to Author's Corner, and I'm Roberta Foster. Flipping through your book, I come to the part that says, on page 14 uh, I am a feminist and now when you say words like that uh, most of the time people conjure up um, bra burning women (laughs) and all kinds of things but explain to our listening audience uh, what true feminism is and uh, unfortunately what today's vernacular of feminist is. I could just keep reading from that page, right? <laughs> I believe in the intellectual, political, legal, spiritual, and moral equality of women. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what feminism is. I, I mean, what it should be. I fight for the advancement of women, for the recognition, for the protection from the immoral, unethical, illegal, and unjust treatment of others. I fight for our differences from men to be honored. I want women to know how amazing and strong and powerful they truly are. And I want men to know how amazing, strong, and powerful women are. So 
that's where I come from when I say I'm a feminist. Mm-hmm. I want to stop female genital mutilation. I want to stop child brides, sexual slavery. I want to elevate women's minds over their bodies. I want to elevate in you know their intellect and their capabilities in other areas over their physical limitations because we are weaker vessels, right? And um, I, I want them to be honored for their differences and held in the same respect and esteem as, as, as men. However, feminists of the era that, you know, the 70s where it kind of got the, the draw has really morphed into something quite different, mm-hmm. right? It's not about equal opportunity. It's not about equal dignity. It's about overturning this male-dominated hierarchical structure. It is about a power reversal to remove uh, masculinity to remove maleness from relevance within their lives. I know I'm jumping from topic to topic. Sorry about that. But we have such a short amount of time. Another topic you talk about in your book is equality and equity and how some people think they're the same thing, but uh, they are different. And can you talk about that a little bit? Well, again, words matter and definitions matter. And I think that the way the narrative is being framed, the way that the purveyors, the people advancing this idea of equity, diversity, and inclusion, mm-hmm. this idea of critical race theory, the way they define those words sets up the parameters around which we can talk about them. Exactly. So I think I think that that's really important. Equity is, um, according to them, is the state quality or ideal of being just, impartial, and fair. It's synonymous with fairness and justice. It is. Um, it needs to be thought of as a structural and systemic concept. And when they say, when they put it in, in a, when they when they compare it with equality, it's um, they say equity involves trying to understand and give people what they need to enjoy full, healthy lives. Now. Okay, that seems it's impossible, number one, but then they define equality is ensuring everyone gets the same things in order to enjoy full, healthy lives. Mm. For, for them, it's equality and equity is all about things and outcomes and whatever that means, but who's deciding who gets what and what makes someone happy? Equality in traditional sense is actually equality of opportunity, equal in our rights, equal in, in our liberty, and this, and then given to us innately, we were just born equal. They are trying to say that no, no, it's not because everyone is born different. Everyone is born with different things in different places and with different resources. And therefore, equality is impossible. We have to pursue equity. So it's really in that section I kind of con- contrast those ideas. Okay. Well, and just one more question is all we'll have time for, but this one is probably the most important to me and to our listeners. Uh, You believe our inherent rights to freedom are given to us by God, and where does government fit in this? Well, government is supposed to be there, according to Locke, to to protect those rights, and, and not they do not give us our rights. They can recognize them. They're there to protect them. And what we see going on in society today is that government has abdicated that responsibility. Instead, they want to say they're the ones who can give us our rights, uh, tell us what will make us happy, tell us what will make us healthy, tell us what will satisfy us. And then we, but unfortunately, many of us in today's society have said, yeah, 
I, I want to rely on government for that instead of recognizing that we are innately free, we have innate rights, and that they cannot be taken or get or given, but definitely not taken away because they are given to us by God. Hmm. Well, I have been talking today with Dorothy Logan regarding her book, Black and White, an essay on critical theory, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. It's a smaller sized book, so it's a read that won't take very long to go through. So therefore, you can get lots of information in a short amount of time. So Dorothy, tell our listeners how they can find out uh, more about this book and other things you're involved with. You can buy uh, my books Anywhere books are sold, but my uh, website is www.freedomacademy-dorothy.com. And then you can buy the books there. You can find out more about what I'm doing with Freedom Academy. And also it'll direct you to other opportunities you have with me. Well, wonderful. So once again, we're talking with Dorothy Logan today about her book, Black and White, an essay on critical theory, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. And Dorothy, it's been a real pleasure talking with you and getting such great insight into these matters today. Thank you again for having me. And to our listeners, if you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again because it contains so much good information, you can find it on your favorite podcast provider. So join us again next time on Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. Roberta Foster.